On this episode of the Cheat Coders Podcast, we are joined by hip-hop and R&B DJ Armin, also known as DJ Eccentric. We talk about the origins of his DJ career, the do's and don'ts in clubs, his change from CDs to Serato, and a whole lot more. We also talk about the possibility to cure cancer with the thing that killed the dinosaurs, and we dwell deep into dreams. Now let's start the show. You are now listening to the Cheat Coders Podcast with Nat, Raf, and Don. Yo, 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 chit, 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 chit. Welcome to another episode of the Cheat Coders Podcast. This is Raf, and this is episode number 65. Six, I am here with my usual suspects of Don doing stuff. Yes, doing. And all the way from London town, the, la- the land of the grime, is Nathan Blazin. What's up? You, you, bruh. And today is a special day because we have a special like guest. That. Because I'm gonna call this guy the tallest Asian DJ that I know. Asian, personally, yummy. and even probably the famous like, DJs as well. If you're an Asian person that goes to clubs, ninety percent of the time you probably see him he's at like the, the DJ ya- decks. He's the Yao Ming. He's the Yao Ming of the DJs now. This is the first time in a long time that I've actually had a conversation with this guy without him having a turntable right in front of him and me requesting a song. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, like, let's give it up one time for DJ Eccentric. What up? <laughs> Round of applause, guys. Thanks, guys, for having me over. Always, man. Welcome, welcome. Nervous. Nervous, Another man. thing that I want to point out is that this guy has been supporting us through music, through our through our creative days, and even yeah. on our podcast days. We, we would like to say yeah. that he's a, a day one. Day one. Oh, ever yeah. since. Mm. Like, I remember seeing your face all the time when on mixed cloud it tells you who's <laughs> been listening to your podcast and then your pe- your yeah. face would be on nearly all the episodes yeah man. so thanks for listening man now you're a first time guest yes. long time listener yeah so. definitely i remember listening to your pilot episode in the car oh yeah. long time he knows the deal oh, what's your what's your the, what's the pilot pilot the real pilot <laughs> the, the, real pilot. the car the car park one yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's honest opinion. I right keep now. forgetting well, which one opinion. was the actual first. I was interested. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's all that's that matters. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that's all that that's matters. Perfect. You're not going to kick me out yet. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so the, um, before we get into your DJ world, I want to get into like the DJ etiquette of things and um, what you find is what people should be the do's and don'ts of DJing. Yeah. In terms of you being a DJ as well as people being the person on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. But first, we would like to break the ice, and usually we do that, you know, to break the ice, to get whiskey, to drink alcohol. We need to break some ice, <laughs> so <laughs> we need we do that by having the news. So the first <laughs> article reads: <laughs> Alien metal brought to Earth on the media that wiped out dinosaurs could cure cancer. Mirror reports that this this thing known as iridium is the world's rarest element. Blasting it with a laser beam produces a poisonous form of oxygen that is deadly for tumor cells and harmless for healthy ones. Experiments shows that it penetrates the nucleus of cancer cells by latching onto the blood protein albumin. Albumin. I'm going to say that. It could revolutionize treatment for the deadliest forms of the disease. So what's your thoughts on a thing that killed dinosaurs Sent by aliens from outer space, <laughs> this metal 
that killed the dinosaurs could actually have a chance of curing cancer. I mean, circle of life, right? Circle of life. The dinosaurs, I think, I think Nat said it, that this, the dinosaurs had their time. Mm. And yep. now it's, it's our time. It's our time to shine. Our time to die? Our time to shine, man. Because <laughs> okay. we got the cure Are we being cancer. selfish as a race to prolong our stay? What if we're blocking another race that should rule the world in well, another race? Well, what race would it be? I don't know. Like, what what species would it It'd be? It'd probably be Filipinos. That'll <laughs> 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 be pretty lit. Lich on every day. Lich on, <laughs> Lich on every day. <laughs> It'd be like the Filipino Thanos. Everyone that's not Asian except for Shivy and Filipinos. <laughs> but then, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Indians are considered Asian in the scheme of things because it's part of Asia, it right? Is. Okay, we well, also Asians. All right, Southeast cool. Asian, yeah. yeah. Anyway, just be no, just no, to a, be technical. You know, Asians are Indian here. Indians are Asian here in London, but Asian Asians yeah. are considered continental. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Is that what? That <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by continental? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. What is, what, what's continental? So if someone says they're Asian so when, here in London, they'll they'll con- they'll class that as Indian people. But if it's Chinese and stuff, you have to call them, oh, yeah, they're, they're continental. I don't know. Maybe they found it on okay. noodles and they're like, oh, noodles, continental. Must be <laughs> it is an Australian when, brand. When, um, <laughs> when they say having a continental breakfast at a hotel, oh, yeah. is that a Chinese breakfast? Yeah, well, maybe Chinese underneath all the, all the Wait, breakfast is, it is maybe it's a not Peking, continental. Peking duck. Maybe it's oriental. I can't remember. I think, I think it's, it's oriental I think it's <laughs> my, bad. my bad I thought, thought you were going to drop some London knowledge yeah 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 continental is Asian that, that, that like, maybe that, it's that, oriental that, that, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> I think it's oriental bro <laughs> Continental right, everyone just erased the last two minutes of this yeah, conversation yeah. Edit, 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 out of your brains. It's another salmon. Oh, but anyways, do you think that aliens has been lasting longer than the human race that they... Before, like, when dinosaurs existed, they existed. The Aztecs, bro. The Aztecs. Speak, speak on it. Speak on it, Nathan. Speak oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, you are the alien expert. You're the alien uh, expert. I wouldn't say Nathan. I'm an Roswell. expert, but apparently all these, like, the uh, like the Amazon pyramids and all that, they were all landing sites for the Aztec, and they had a civilization before us. And um, we used to live in harmony with them, but humans were actually just slaves. Eventually, they left and let us be and let us sort of, like, tested us, like, hey, you guys, um, you know, they wanted to watch from afar as, like, a test subject how humans will evolve and they live in a time outside of our time their time goes quick so we're just like a quick science experiment when we've had years of like um civilizations growing and expanding and guess what all of that was bullshit i just made that up did you believe me <laughs> that is crazy i was full getting into that yeah man like, i was i was, I was, I was gonna say oh uh, man i was gonna say like where uh, that that was masterfully done that was Thanks. really good I just so wanted to give you some facts. Make, I just wanted to give you some facts uh, before you move on to the. I next mean, person. yeah, you, but, you're um, give, you're here giving us the fake news. You're giving. I just us, wanted. Like, I know, just wanted to say Asians though, are like, called continentals look, over there. In yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me <laughs> let me let me make up. Let me make up for that. Let me make up for that shit. But basically, uh, um, iridium is derived. Um, was named and derived from the Greek goddess Iris. <laughs> no, iridium came from shout iridium, to, uh, which came from Euro. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, no, no, I don't believe this anything this you say, man. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no one's going to believe This is the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was testing uh, you guys you, you just like, to see if you believe. Are you like Googling it right now? 
Nats? No, no, that that last fact was real. I just wanted to just like so people will believe me. In future. Um, I, I mean, what's your take on this whole iridium thing? Like, what do you what do you reckon? I don't know, man. Like, good or bad? Why was it just discovered now? <laughs> Is someone there holding back of all this? Oh, what if this iridium thing's the real life vibranium? Vibranium, vibranium, yeah. yeah. Maybe this is something like Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda Wait, forever. are you, are you, are you a Marvel, Marvel fan? I don't watch movies or TV, so okay. all these are quite so, so, um, <laughs> Let's talk about it. No, Captain no. <laughs> America's shield's made of vibranium, uh-huh. and um, Black Panther's suit's made of that too. And it's this—it's the strongest metal in Am the Marvel I? universe. So this iridium thing what could be. Universe? The world's this real life world's vibranium mm. so we could make tanks <laughs> that are bulletproof like super bulletproof that no other tank could destroy it we could probably make suits and become superheroes mm. and we can cure cancer like which is probably the below the list <laughs> yeah just forgot about it oh, <laughs> oh yeah cure, cure for cancer <laughs> too busy making movies and stuff like dude <laughs> yeah i think this is something know, this this could be something that's hidden by the government they say that right but but the article this did say that it's a rare metal so maybe they haven't been able to t- to test it to cure cancer yet true, true maybe they're like hey this is so rare maybe there's a cure for cancer in it you know they Let's use them for um, fountain pens as well they use iridium <laughs> I, I, I'm not even talking. I'm not talking to you. No. <laughs> man, nobody, nobody <laughs> believes the thing you say right now. I'm actually giving you guys a fountain pen. Is I mean, fountain pen. I mean, you don't know what a fountain pen is, man. I don't know what a fountain pen. Fountain pen is the ballpoint pen. You don't know what a freaking fountain pen is. The one that you have to load the ink in it and shit. Didn't you have a fountain pen class in primary school? I had a fountain pen when I was younger. Primary school did you go to? Having all these fancy. I just had. I know, man. I had. I didn't even have a pen license when I was in the east. My parents used to call pens ballpoints so <laughs> i only know it as a ballpoint a ballpoint F- can you pen pick is like up the ballpoint uh, like yeah it's like a fancy ballpoint pen right okay it is so it's a, and it's um it's it's, it's a full fancy it's a it's a hurstville um ballpoint Hurstville. not mandroid styles <laughs> <laughs> we don't get we don't get fountain pens here <laughs> we don't get fountains here sorry carry on but yeah that's another fact stop is that me yeah i can hear that stop there just hold up there. What's that sound? I don't know. Are you guys still alive? Yeah. No, we're still recording. Oh. Okay. We're just trying to figure out what that sound is. Can you hear that sound, Nats? Uh, you guys are sort of cutting out a bit, but um, can still hear you. Or is it you, Nats? Because it's not Me? coming through the recording. Oh, yeah. I'm making. Is that sound. you, Nats? I think it's you. No. Oh. I, what is it though? I can't hear anything. Okay. Yeah, it's gone now. Well, it's stopped now. Stop now. Yeah, right, it's, the a- it's aliens, guys. It's the aliens. I swear. I told you not to talk about aliens anymore. I told you not to fucking talk about aliens anymore. And this is what happens. Now they're onto us. Yeah, yeah. And you, your idea of sound, like saving the world is like um, providing the knowledge of fountain pens. <laughs> I'm trying to like, divert the freaking topic because they're having, obviously having a bit of technical difficulties. And yeah, technical aliens trying to stop us from dropping knowledge on people. The cure for cancer is in fountain pens, if you didn't know. Just stab yourself today. Get a fountain pen. Inject that shit. <laughs> Stab yourself today. That sounds like a mad friggin'. Stab yourself today. <laughs> With a fountain. Anyway, anyway. Iridium. That's great. That's great. Iridium crazy. So cancer. If you find that you have cancer one day, just stab yourself with a fountain pen. Yeah. 
Definitely yeah. try. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next article. I'm feeling like this topic's dying. So this article reads, had a dream recently? And it might be your wor- it might not be your worst nightmare. So this uh, Daily Telegraph says dreaming about your own or loved one's death is more common over the New Year period than any other time. So it's likely you uh. or someone you know has had one recently. Mm. While yep, death dreams are scary, experts say they might not be a, not might not be your worst nightmare in terms of what they mean. The average person has up to five dreams a night, so it's not. S- no surprise that most of them end up in the abyss of your subconscious. But certain dreams, such as death, are hard to ignore and can leave you rattled, restless, and shaken upon wakening. Shaken. But experts believe dreaming about death is likely a good thing despite the horrible feeling that it comes from seeing yourself or a loved one die while you sleep. Meaning of our dreams has been studied for years since Dr. Sigmund, uh, Sigmund Freud Sigmund stated... Freud that they were our subconscious telling us the wishes what wishes we wanted to fulfill in life mm. yeah okay. the swiss psychoanalyst carl jung said dreams were the mind's way of communicating important things that a person may not be able to see consciously so what are your thoughts on dreams in general do you think that dreams have meanings behind them or do you believe in some other way of why dreams occur Amund, what do you think, man? I think definitely, like, I feel like before you sleep, whatever's on your mind, something relating to that kind of topic, um, you, you would end up having dreams about. Yeah. Like, I don't have an example, but... <laughs> like, I feel like when, you, on, when you're surfing through Facebook, the last person you've seen before you sleep, yeah. when you were, like, Facebook stalking, say, I don't know, say one of your best mates, and then you end up sleeping the first person you probably see is that person's Facebook and that yeah. picture that you saw. Actually, one example um, is like, you know, how you get deep into this YouTube, you know, YouTube. Yeah, uh, the YouTube cycle. Cycle, yeah. I end up seeing like fights, just watching fights. I end up having a really violent dream that night. Like I get into a fight with someone or someone's got weapons or guns. And I'm like, what the hell? But then it just makes sense because that's your last... Like yeah, that's the last you, thing you saw before yeah. you went to bed. And it just yeah, stays with you stuck and in, in your mind, mind. Yeah. even though you're sleeping. Yeah. Do you remember any of your dreams or do you, do they just fly out of your head when you, when you wake up? Uh, I think it's half-half. I try to, like, you know, there's good dreams when you, like, wake up, but you're trying to go back to sleep to, like, finish yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 when dreams, dreams are Finish it off, what reality? kind of dreams does that make? No, try to sleep again, man. Like, <laughs> that chick was hot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you've been dreaming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Get up in the nightmare, it's like, fuck. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a wet dream anyway. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fountain pen right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, Don, what, what's your thoughts on dreams in general? I think, and I'm, I used to be interested in this when I was younger. Um, and we're back. We just had some technical difficulties. We realized that Nats is not really an audio technician dude, so he <laughs> stuffed up his microphone um, sound. And therefore, luckily, he was recording video. So the first half of this, probably the first 15 minutes, has been his audio through the video. And now. And I sounded like gonna, this. Now it sounds so good. You know what it was? It really was the aliens trying to silence. I told you guys. I told you don't talk about aliens anymore. If you guys always silence, 
if they were silen- trying to silence Nats, they're trying to silence the person who was trying to silence us. So the aliens mm. wanted the people to hear the people who were actually talking about the I'm aliens. so confused right now. <laughs> oh my God, so okay. If you so know, much. you yes, know, so man. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. So let's move on to our dreams conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, continue. So I was talking Don, to Don and asking him about what, what what's your thoughts on dreams in general? Um, so I used to be really interested in this when I was younger. Uh, and apparently when you have a death dream, when something is ending in your dream, it means that, and I'm going to put it in quotation marks, um, like something new is going to start. Something There's going to be a new beginning in your life. So like a reincarnation type Kind of, thing. kind of. When, yeah, when I was younger, that's what I read. That when you die in a dream or if someone dies in a dream, it, it means that you know, something new is going to happen for that person or for yourself or, or whatever. Nice. Um, <clears throat> that still doesn't take away from the fact that it's bloody scary seeing someone die in a dream. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I have read um, to, to know what um, a, a death dream means. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's... Because I don't think that dreams are actually predictions of the future they're as Armin mm. said they're, you know, they're part of your subconscious they're something that you're thinking about mm. you know what I mean do you remember your dreams because I don't remember any of my dreams um, sometimes sometimes I've had oh man I've had some wild um, what's the wildest dream <laughs> question for everyone what's the wildest dream <laughs> that right, you ever had so tell us Don. <clears throat> I have I've had really violent dreams I had a Whoa. dream that I um, I was being attacked by my workmates and they were all zombies and oh, wow. i was Animated. so i was fighting them i was fighting them off and all of a sudden one of them grabbed me from behind grabbed my shoulders from behind and i threw my head back to like break their nose to oh, just wow. like and that's it's not it's not a good technique but that that was my first reaction to just like break their nose and throw my head back oh, um, wow. i woke up and my girlfriend at the time was trying to wake me up and i had hit her with my head oh wow, wow. I, was, wow. I woke up i woke up midway and i'm like she's like what the, the fuck why what what i yeah i if i have really violent dreams i, I move in my in my sleep and i have to be careful yeah, not to punch dreams. or You're kick scary. whoever's sleeping next to me that's crazy you're like a <laughs> sleep fighter sleep fighting yeah. <laughs> a sleep fighter it's like <laughs> round one <laughs> not over. I, I remember like, that's so i remember bad. being i remember being in this dream where there was, uh, I was walking through Rudy Hill or something and there was a group of guys and they, they wanted to roll me. Ended up fighting them and then running, like trying to run away and one of them pulled a gun and shot me in the calf muscle. Jesus. And I woke up and my my legs were cramping and I'm like, ah! I just wow. felt like I was you actually, actually, yeah, I actually felt like I got shot in the leg. Damn. Boys. Damn, man. All right, stop, stop telling dreams, man. <laughs> because you're just being selfish. We have a guest here. So, Wait, Armin. Had a dream you, about Armin you, on the podcast. Have you had a wild dream? Uh, the ones that I remember were just violent ones as well. Like, I'll be in a shopping center. This happens a lot. I don't know why. He's always in For some reason, center. I'm in a shopping center and it's closed. And then there's like guys with wielding like machetes and machine guns and I'm just running away from them. I don't know what that's, that's supposed to mean, but... Those are the ones I remember, which I've had many of. I think you have a problem. Maybe you're a shopaholic. Mate, 
Maybe their dreams trying to tell you to stop spending your money <laughs> on all these on all these fancy <laughs> gears that you wear when you're DJing. Maybe it's it's an addiction. Actually, that does make sense. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah, I just got in trouble with the Inter- missus. Interpreting your dreams. You keep spending flow. so much money on like all these things. Like I just like spending. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and it's not a coincidence that you dreamt of a shop being closed, yeah. and then you're being chased by people machete. You know those people that have machetes and machine uh, guns. That's your I see, girlfriend. I see. Yeah, I see. Like, stop you spending. Know, you know what I reckon it is? It's it's the guilt. It's the guilt oh. getting eating at your subconscious and yeah. saying that you, yeah, you know. So maybe that day I I splurged on something stupid. Yeah, new shoes or whatever. It's your mind. Purple shoes, you. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that does make sense. Yeah, man. Stop spending money and start spending more time with the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she stops Lemma. like, Valentine's I reckon. <laughs> I reckon if you lose the guilt of shopping or like spending on things, then you'll you, you won't dream about it anymore. Because yeah. I think it's I think it's the guilt at like you feel guilty about spending money on something like dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah, that actually yeah. makes sense. This yeah. has this has become like a therapy session. Yeah, no. <laughs> thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> that would be five hundred dollars. Have you, have you experienced any group. wild dreams? I've got a lot to <laughs> say about dreams, group. but I'm gonna try and condense it because I'll end up speaking for like 20, 30 minutes. But um, <laughs> back to that point that uh, Don mentioned about um, sort of like start as something new. Uh, the other day, actually, my girlfriend had a death dream as well, so it's quite coincidental you brought this up, and her dream. Um, she was stabbed like multiple times. Don't know by who. It was just, all she remembers is like I just got stabbed, and it's it's about death. But she believes the same thing as I do. And uh, what what um it sort of signifies um, death in a dream is what we believe is it means sort of like a death of an old version of yourself. So it's a rebirth. Mm. And when it happens, I don't know if it's the same for you guys because it doesn't sound like it. But how she explained it when it happened to her. Even though the thought of death or when it ha- happened, it's quite gruesome, it's quite frantic, and obviously you're probably an- anxious in your own dream. When you actually die, um, you have a feeling or sigh of relief after it. Um, I personally can't remember when was my last death dream, so I think I haven't changed in a long time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that's my take on that whole um <laughs> Why death happened? Look, this is real though. I'm not. I didn't so make that up. So you believe you you you. Believe I believe that. that the, I believe yeah. it is because yeah. it is in in tarot card um, readings as well. I remember my mum. She she had a business with tarot card reading or whatever, um, and she she set me up with someone to read my fortune. And the moment like a death card came out, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm dead. I'm done." And then they're like, "No, no, no. That's good. That's rebirth." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then like another one came out with like happy flowers. I'm like, "Oh, happy flowers." Like, "No, no, that means bad. That's bad fortune." That's <laughs> like, oh. like a symptom. <laughs> so like, it's, it's all like reverse. And um yeah. So I think it's it's it might be a universal thing, but I don't know if if it might be common amongst religions or different people. I don't know. If anyone's listening, it'd be good to you know, is it just me or is that like a universal thing? Yeah, I think but it's back, universal. Back to, I think it's a universal thing, but um, yeah. Yeah, what's I your wildest know. dream though? My wildest dream when I was young. This is the only dream I vividly remember, but it was a reoccurring dream when I was young. And you guys can interpret what you think it means metaphorically. I still try to determine what it means to this day. I was probably in my like below 10, like 10 or 8, 9, 10 or whatever. 
Um, I remember I I'd be playing in a sand pit, a sand pit in the middle of just nothing. It's like probably a desert, but it didn't look like a desert. It's like one of those mirage looking places. You know what I mean? Like it's a bit. It looked pleasant, but I'm in the middle of the desert in a sand pit. My mum is sitting in a recliner <laughs> chair, reading a magazine, and then a sinkhole just starts to evolve around me. And then suddenly the sinkhole opens up, and I don't know how I'm still floating and not falling through, but I look under, and all I see is the flames of hell. And now I'm, at this rate, I'm panicking, and I'm looking at my mum, but she can't <laughs> actually hear me. She continues to read the book, and then two green hands, green, like Hulk hands, come up to start to like i guess to grab me and pull me down and like i'm I'm yelling and like mom 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 and right before like i get pulled down that's when i'll wake up and i remember having this dream multiple times and i never knew what it meant it wasn't mm. death I didn't do you die. um have you guys seen uh book of mormon the musical yes yes i haven't no so nah, it's book of mormon what happens is they have there's a there's a joke that they have the this spooky hill dream so when they do something okay. bad in quotation marks they then have the spooky hell dream so they go to sleep and then they they have this dream about hell but because okay. they feel guilty about whatever they did wrong so say something. they lied about eating the last donut in the fridge mm. then they yeah. go to sleep and they'll have the spooky hell dream so maybe that this is your spooky hell dream. It. That is probably my spooky hell Because I am a very guilty person. I remember like <laughs> small things I'd feel really bad about. And I still do, strangely I'm enough. Just, I'm just trying to figure out what the, the green hands the meta- mean. Does it, does it mean envy? Or does it mean money? Does it mean... Sickness. Like sickness? Maybe you're just... Maybe as a kid, you saw like the Incredible Long time Hulk ago. and you were like, holy shit, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you were trying to get in the oven and it was burning and then your mom was like, hey, hey, Nathan, and he, her green mittens was trying to get you out. Maybe it was no, like... She was fully probably... ignored me in the dream. She completely... Ah. I got pulled in, man. Maybe you have mommy issues. Yeah, that's probably it. The whole thing is just... I don't know. This is like the one dream I can remember. But the funny thing is that you mentioned as well. You know, Armin, how you said, like, you you can sometimes have dreams. Or was it Rav? I don't know. One of you guys said, like, um, you don't remember dreams. But do you guys ever, um, just throughout your day, you remember something? It's like, wait, I dreamt about that, like, two days ago. But right after you dreamt it, when you woke up, you didn't... You forget? I think we actually dream every day. We just completely forget. But then something throughout our day will trigger a memory and we'll be like wait a minute was that real or not and then you re- remember it's like wait no i dreamt that and it'll be a isn't very like vague the, memory of it isn't it like deja, deja vu or something like that, is that kind i, of I like think so the, the, the feeling is the same the concept is the same when you feel it but then you know that wait a minute i just dreamt this but you don't remember the dream immediately after waking up and it could mm. be something simple as like a task or <laughs> being in a place so sometimes mm. what's strange enough like i'll go to a place this one's actually a bit freaky. Have you ever been to a place and then you think like, wait, I, was, I went here recently and you think it's in your dream, but then you've never been there before? It's kind of like that kind of feeling. Yeah, like... Am I, am you, I venturing you, too far? Am nah, I going nah, too nah, far? Nah. I, rec- I, recognize, I recognize that where things seem you know what I'm talking about? familiar, but you've never been in a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never been like, there. And then probably, it triggers and you're like, yeah. I dreamt this. I was here in this have, dream. Have you guys ever visualized something... And I, I'm going to take it into a different direction. Like visualize something yeah. where, say, you you're aspiring for something. Like, say, I want to get this new job or or whatever. Mm-hmm. You visualize it to the point where you you see yourself in the job. You see yourself in the in the um the office. You see yourself with the team. Oh, yeah, I do that all, all this the stuff, time. right? And then <laughs> like you get there, 
and then you're like this feels familiar because I've already been here so many times like say you know you, you go concept, like yeah. Ahmed you go and DJ at a new club mm-hmm. you've never been there yeah, but yeah. in your mind you're like oh, I know what it's going to be like it'll be like this I'm going to set up and I'm going to see this type of people and blah 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 and you get there and you're like this is familiar because I've been here before yeah, yeah. it's like whenever I win like a trophy or something and then I'm like oh this is nothing because I've been I've been winning all this time, you know. <laughs> so it's the winner state of mind. <laughs> the mentality. Winner mentality. That's what it is. I like that we'll talk That's more really about weird. dreams, but I want to have an episode where we can go full blown dream talk. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff yeah. we can get into it. It but is. It's a big I want to get more into our dream DJ, our dreamy DJ, <laughs> dream DJ, DJ eccentric. <laughs> but first, let's go through good, our good, intermission. Good segue, amazing. Yeah. Amazing segue. <laughs> so, our intermission song. Because um, this is being this is gonna be dropped the weekend after Valentine's Day, so I want to get it a love song out. Oh, how love, and, um, lovely! This goes by a local artist named Don Valley. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> For real? <laughs> and I found this on his Spotify, and this is Simple Science. Oh shit! Son. Are you guys For real? Science, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't make the calls, bro. It's rap. This is this is a really old song of mine. Um, Oh, that seduction, that Don Valak seduction. (laughs) Don Mayer. (laughs) (laughs) Always trying to find a way to roast me, man. This is free promotion, bro. Why have a podcast when you can't promote your shit? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I wrote this ages ago about like... um, Oh yeah, it was about a girl. She likes science. <laughs> Simple science. Simple science. Yeah. Just not about the not, not, it's a, about not a situation man. where like um, you, you, there's lots of chemistry, you get, get along with a girl, and it's just like oh, this makes sense. Why doesn't it, why isn't it working? You know what I mean? I see that. That's the whole idea. Yeah. I would have. And Don, I like your acoustic stuff. I just want to put that out there. Thanks, man. Thank you. He's He's watching Don. your Don's just reminiscing about his old, old music. <laughs> trip down memory lane. Past flames. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless <laughs> because I'm like, you asshole. That was Simple Science by Don Valix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was like 2010, yeah. I think it was 2010, yeah. Yeah. I reckon um, that's a good wow. song, bro. Thanks, bro. You be Thank you. It's a good song. Hey, re-release Thank it, you. remastered. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely, definitely be playing it on my um, my original show. Yeah. Another show one, call it um, Advanced Maths. <laughs> <laughs> three unit, three unit maths. Advanced maths. You should make a school mix. U plus U equals us. Advanced maths. <laughs> Go to the gym. English. Oh, be man. my history. Oh, man. Be my history. <laughs> 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 Girls in all over geography. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what about uh, uh, woodwork? Hey, what, what, what about w- what about woodwork? Woodwork. Woodwork. And it's going to be definitely going to be like the can final track of sexual track called Sex feature? Education. 
Don, get me see in what, on that see one. What, see what I got to deal with, Armin. Hey, man, I'm looking out for this album, eh? Hey. <laughs> the teachings hey, of Don. Armin's going to be uh, the distributor. He'll be the... Yeah, man. You heard it here first. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> He's the actual DJ. I'm going to play it in the club. <laughs> play it in a club. Yeah. Especially during play Valentine's Woodwork. Day. That's a club Ooh, banger. Shakalaka. Oh, man. Right. Done. <laughs> All right. So let's go to our guest, DJ Eccentric, man. What like, up? um... Yeah. Thanks for joining us on this yeah, podcast. Man. Finally, man. long time coming. So we have someone else to roast other than me. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's why I was nah, feeling nervous earlier. <laughs> I walk into here, like all these cameras and lights and mics. I was like, I thought we we're just having a chat with the boys, which yeah, man. it pretty much is. This pretty much, much is. We're just going to record it and no camera. <laughs> upload it to the entire internet <laughs> for everyone to see. But yeah. Press <laughs> record again. What? Is that one recording? No, just just doing it. Edit point. Edit point. Okay. Is that still recording? Yep. That's still that's always recording. Sweet. All right. So, almond, almond milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was a bad joke. Sorry. Um, So, how long have you been DJing for? Um, I've been DJing. My first DJ gig ever was when I was fourteen. Fourteen. So that's about. I'm thirty-two now. So, so maths, maths guy, <laughs> simple science, simple science guy, how much? Advanced math, that shit. So that's been about like since I was fourteen. Fourteen. So that's like I'm trying to figure Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. I don't want to mess it up, but yeah. So I was doing like house parties all throughout high school, and I was actually late to the club scene. I got into the clubs when I was like twenty-one, twenty-two. 21 well, that's yeah not like fresh 18 so. and boom in the clubs so yeah so you've been starting off with like house parties and then moved I, on to um clubs straight away or did you do like I, other gigs in between yeah uh, i heard a story because i think you did a podcast interview with with another person another friend of ours yes shout out to qua um yeah, you well, told no, your the story only, about... We're the only podcast in the game. <laughs> I don't know I'm what joking. you're talking about. This is my <laughs> first <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, you, you told your story about how like how you got started in, 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 in DJing. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I was I did uh, tell the story with Kyle. I could share it with you guys. Yeah, of well, course. Well, pretty much... Um, so throughout high school, the earlier days, I was like the guy with the Discman... You know, just getting confiscated, burning CDs for everyone. Are you the guy with the new music? Yeah, so everyone... I actually made money, like some serious lunch money, burning CDs for people. I did too. Oh, shit. I mean, no, we didn't. I mean, of um, original music of Don (laughs) Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Of course. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, so one time, one of my classmates is like, Armin, can you DJ my, my party? You like, were 14 at the time? Yeah, her 14th birthday. Holy like, shit. So this would be like um, year 9, year 10. I mean, year hey, can uh, I, 9, year 8. Can I ask, yeah, was this um, vinyl days or was Serato out already? Serato wasn't out. I actually so DJed this. Proper off, DJing, yeah? Real DJing. Um, your Discman? Uh, two home theater system CD players. Oh my gosh. Really? That's can, I, can I cut That's you in there? Dope. Like, uh, I remember, so cool. this is not you, this is not you, but I remember like we had a house party like not me but like one of the gir- girls in school had a house party and then she was like overselling the DJs like there's gonna be a DJ it's like there's gonna be a freaking DJ there yeah. it's gonna be fucking awesome I went there it's his uncle her <laughs> uncle with two stereo <laughs> systems and fading in from one track yeah. and while fading out from one track was fading in on another track oh, and that's gee. what he did all night kept changing CDs is that and just fading in and out even though the <laughs> beats weren't it's matching it's Tito bro it's, yeah. it's Tito <laughs> wow. DJ Tito yeah, and I was actually 
a little bit ahead because uh, my dad was actually into like all music and him, uh, my dad and his dad were actually DJs in their town back in their day. Um, so you're on, so it's just in the blood. Cool Herc, cool Herc was um, actually. So, um, Legacy. Yeah, although we didn't have speakers and CD players, I did have a microphone mixer. So we put the RCAs into channels. So I had, I had a proper crossfader, so yeah. I could mix songs. So I was just playing That's like so mixtapes all night, <laughs> but everyone loved it. And then that night, they're like, "Hey, my party's was next it week." Was it paid? I wasn't paid. Ah, okay. It was just. I was just doing it for fun. He was, done. He was getting start his, somewhere. His, his stream of income was coming in from the burnt CDs, man. So he oh, was yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, free to, I'm okay to do this for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so just naturally, they're like, yeah, can you DJ my, my party? There's a house party in the rumpus room. And yeah, everyone had fun. I got another That's gig so cool. from that. Yeah. I said the word of mouth just, just bounces yeah, from one person like to another. And then that gig, they were like, how much do you want? I'm like, oh, I'm getting paid? I don't know. Like it's up to you. <laughs> I'll be real, be real. Like, like, like. Let's let's be super transparent. Yeah. How much did you get paid on your first gig? Your first paycheck. On that, my first paycheck was one fifty. One fifty four. That's more than I've made in rap all night. One party, right? Yeah. And this is me in year eight. That's a lot that's of money. I was like, like dude, eight. like that's a lot of meat pies at the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, what am I, I might, I might get, I might actually get the meat pie with, with tomato sauce. sauce. <laughs> oh, I, might, I might actually get some tomato <laughs> sauce now this time. That's and the pizza good. rounder. No, that's it. Oh man. <laughs> I'm living it up. That's actually Slurgy. really good. But no, like, how did you feel? You get your hustler's mentality, eh? Yeah. That you, you, you seem so. to be like a hustler from the start. Because like you've had it from the start. CDs. It's been ingrained in you from early age. Yeah. Just hustling, making that dollar. Yeah, do you reckon yeah. you got that from your parents? Were they hustlers like that, or are they, because they're DJs? I was assuming they were. Are we? Um, not really. Is not is really. the word hustler or is it entrepreneur? Because I think Ooh, entrepreneur, entrepreneur is the, Hus- the word. Hustler's now. the the hip hop version of that. <laughs> version. And we are a, we are a hip hop podcast. So. I don't like that <laughs> That's, term, I, I, entrepreneur. Oh, how people yeah, it's too, name it's themselves. Too, it's too normal. I'm an entrepreneur. Well, okay, business. Just work bu- hard, man. You, it seemed like you were business minded. We'll put it in quotation marks. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the term was, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I get you. Hustler, entrepreneur, we, we yeah. business-minded. I think, yeah, we get, we're on the same track. Yeah, I, I don't know. Everyone's got the same different. concepts. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know I've never liked to call myself an entrepreneur. I'm just it's doing business. Weird but, you, con- but you, like but you are, bro. Weird connotation. Come on, <laughs> come on. Arm, I want to get are. into um, your first DJ gig in a club because mm. that's really a big step from. House party. It is. How did you book your first gig at a club? Um, It was actually through mutual friends. So a lot of my business DJing has been through word of mouth, through mutual friends, referrals and whatnot. And up till now, running my company, I'd say 90%, 95% is all word of mouth referrals. So I don't openly advertise and it's just, hey, my friend referred me to hit you up to DJ my wedding or my birthday. Yeah. And it's all been like that. Nice. Wait, what's, what's the question company? again? What's your company? It's the way to do EV it. Entertainment. EV Entertainment. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Just, just, just you plug yourself too, right man. now. Plug, plug yourself yep. right now on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, EV Entertainment, you can follow us on um, IG, Facebook. Facebook. Uh, pretty much we are an events and production agency servicing the yeah. whole east coast of Australia. So Brisbane, nice. Sydney, Melbourne. Obviously, we're based in Sydney. That's yeah, we're um, doing a lot of... So you do so like anything that's media related? Everything. Like you do everything. everything. You, do do fo- you do photos, I know that, and then you do videography as well. Yes. And then you also do the DJing. So is there anything else that I'm missing? Or 
Web, um, web development. Isn't websites as well? Yeah, that's like on Did the Loki. That? That's, that's quiet. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> shit. He doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to do web development. <laughs> I don't want to do it. No, I will not hey, build I'm your a, website for you, Nathan. What? But what about my website? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've paid you yet, about. by the way. I've got to pay you. Bro. Anyway, keep going. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> dig up, Nats. Dig up. So, <laughs> out of those three, is there anything else besides them? Or is that, that the trifecta? Um, that's like the trifecta. So we're just really focusing on growing EV. Mm. Um, what does like EV stand for? <laughs> nothing really, hey. Um, it's actually a play on words. Ev- event entertainment. Oh, EV okay. entertainment. Okay. EV I think you should what? get this, what? you know, that yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. I thought it meant something like, you know, like every day. I get it. I get it. Every, every day. Eventertainment. Vikings. Eventertainment. Yeah. Event-tainment. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much because um, I was operating as DJ eccentric oh, this whole time. I get you. I just wanted to. <laughs> that's just got it. <laughs> I just got it, man. I was like, Three hours later, that's. No, um, I just wanted to take my face and name away from the company because DJ Eccentric was doing well but um, you know I'll get three bookings in one night that I can't do and I'm like dude I've got like a good group of guys that can like really rock a party so we'll provide that same level of of customer service and professionalism and you know offer that service to everyone else EV Entertainment so wait so EV's uh, it's a group there's more of you how many of you guys? I've got a rotation of about not a rotation like a roster of about say four or five djs i've got about Damn. three i've got three photo booths and then i've got all the photo booth staff as are well are you the godfather of the djs you're like you're a boss man uh, you're the you're the, the pimp of those djs <laughs> pretty much i just send them here and there and like yeah He's a boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're basically acting as the agent for the djs and the and for the photo booth right yeah yeah that's yeah it's like, oh, like, yeah. like an agent that's why we're like an ad- event agency. entertainment agency yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. When it comes to EV club, entertainment, EV entertainment. When it comes to <laughs> he's all into it. When you get into <laughs> glad you're all caught up then. That's the <laughs> clubbing scene. What's been the difference? The big thing that you notice between house parties and then going into clubbing, the clubbing scene for the first time. Like, what's the big difference that you notice? Uh, well, the big difference for me is that at a house party you're DJing for six, five, six hours. You provide all the equipment, you set up all the speakers, lighting, mm. don't you yeah. know, right? All this stuff too. Whereas yeah, at a club... crate days as well. Yeah. Yeah, so like you have oh, to carry man. all your stuff. Now yeah, everything's yeah, just so on a hard drive. There's That's no it. security yeah. there either. Yeah, man. Like I've, I've DJed a few parties like early high school days when we DJed some rough crowds. Like they would end up with like cop cars outside, people getting arrested, oh, fights. Yeah, no regulation. Yep. Yeah, it's just crazy. But when you're in the club, you know, it's a bit safer. But you're only DJing for one hour, two hours or whatnot. How many hours are you DJing tonight, though? (laughs) Four hours. Four hours. Yeah, 10 to 12 upstairs. Plug it, plug it, plug it. You're going to be real. Like, are you going to do any replays of um, songs? Or are you going to... Do you have a set that goes for four hours that has different songs throughout the whole thing? I don't like to play repeats. Um... I'm actually playing two hours downstairs and then two hours upstairs. Oh, so nice. it's two different vibes. Uh, Nats, Shout you'd be very, Carter. you'd be very uh, familiar with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I rolling. Too familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, you had your like farewell <laughs> there for like every Friday for three months. Dude, I was there <laughs> pretty much every week from the last months of Sydney, and I'm like, oh man. You know what? Honestly, but like. 
probably not my scene anymore, but it was always nice to bump into you, man. But the funny thing is how what Raf mentioned, like, this is the first time we've talked, talked with you not in front of turntables. Yeah. It's through a Skype conversation. <laughs> it, it's hard. Like, people want to catch up to while talk. I'm DJing. Yeah, it's hard. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. And I'm usually, I'm drunk out. as hell. I'm just usually like, oh, man, yeah, play my song, bro. And then, <laughs> yeah. I want to get into that. Like, what, what, what is the do's and don'ts? What, what, what is the pet peeves of yeah, a DJ? Do's do's? do you like people getting rec- giving you requests for songs? Uh, I like it when they give requests when it's in line with what you're playing. Okay. Example, don't ask for Celine Dion while we're playing. No, that wouldn't make sense. Or Bieber. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Makes sense. if you're at a hip-hop club, don't play. A, don't ask us to play Hardstyle. Or, yeah. Oh, why not? Or something. <laughs> this guy. No. Why not? Um, this guy does push-ups in the club. I just want to rave out. <laughs> or you get the guys who, like, want to be the popular guy in the group. Like, oh, yeah, ask the DJ to play this song. And oh. They're like, play it now, play it now, play it now, play it now. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on, the DJ's got, cool. like, yeah. their flow. Yeah. You can't just expect them to drop everything and then play your track. Like, yeah. 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 But do you have DJ's any considerate requesters? Like, like, people who'd be, like, requesting songs at the same BPM as the song that you're playing at the current moment? Do, yeah. Preferably, do. that's what we'd want, right? Yeah, like, it's like, someone it would be happen. like, oh, can you play this song? But since you're playing this song, can you transition it to this song have yeah. you ever had have you ever had someone be like hey so um uh pony is i think 65 bpm but 65 that's really slow in it. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. but then like uh, then can, can you play like this track which is maybe 130 bpm all the can time you mix it in all the time someone someone actually says that to you all the time yeah, yeah. yeah. can't you just yeah. um fade it out and get your mc to shout out the bar and then just fade in with our track <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry it doesn't work like that <laughs> like as a dj that's the job is to like keep everyone on the dance floor and just take them on a ride not just play this and that like there'll be no flow if you're like gonna play pony and then black eyed peas like Am I jumping yeah, yeah. or am I gonna grind with this pretty girl? That's yeah, and not you gonna go, go by with how me. the crowd is reacting like to your songs, right? Like, if the crowd is pretty dead, you'll dead that track straight away and of fade course. it into something else. And yeah, it's uh, I think it's an art form, just reading the crowd and just seeing yeah. what they're vibing to, what they're enjoying. Then yeah, yeah, I'll play around this kind of genre, yeah. this kind of sound. What has been the toughest crowd that you ever DJed for? Like, they just wouldn't dance, like no matter the <laughs> jam. They're like, um, just, they're no, no one's going on the dance floor. There have been a few weddings that have been difficult, um, but I think it was because they were like a very conservative Asian crowd where they just don't get down. They are very formal. Like, I think they would have been fine listening to violins all night kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they hired me for the dance floor. So I did play their requests, but yeah, it just didn't happen. So when there's a very broad range of audience or crowd i think it's really difficult and because you got you, you're trying to capture everyone's yeah likes so this song might get those five people but then they won't, might not work for the other hundred people yeah exactly like, yeah yeah so you just, it, it's really reading the crowd so you must be really good at reading club crowds yeah. or like how it people is. react to music and like how do you get yourself prepared to drop a new song do you because like you don't know how people are going to react to it do you research how popular it is or like if it's popping or do you have this sort of ears like oh if they like this song they're gonna like this song yeah i think it's more like that so you kind of warm them up to you know this kind of sound and then okay like playing a tiger track for example and then you play tiger's new track and then which is pretty much the same you can just blend it all in yeah it just sounds the same (laughs) with just different lyrics right it's all dj mustard (laughs) yeah (laughs) well yeah like 
I think as a DJ, it's our job as well to educate the crowds to play the new stuff. So even if they don't know it, at least like get it into their heads and like, oh, I like this song, you know? Yeah. 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 Have you ever played like old jam that's been working for a long time, but the crowd has become younger and younger that they don't know the jam? Say like the Return of the Mac by uh, Mark Morrison or something like that. They're like, did you drop a track like that? And then they're like, the crowd just doesn't react. Uh, there's always reactions to the old school you'd be surprised how much like the fresh 18 year olds like the old 90s Mm. it depends on the time too right usually what I've noticed is with DJs is this a universal DJ thing but when Mysterious Girl comes on does that mean it's about to shut down (laughs) like it's cream time is that a DJ thing because that's what I know usually they play like the old school the really really old school at the end right at the the end end. it's not an international thing it's just like a a wind down kind of song like yeah, you know yeah, Red Red is. Wine is another oh, yeah. popular so always like, plays that, that's like the last song at every wedding. single wedding yeah and that's when you think like oh the lights are gonna turn on soon no, but then yeah. you get everyone's like down with it I'm like down with that music like yeah. <laughs> that's my jam for sure yeah but like in terms of um, what else is is the things that you as a DJ have a pet peeve for do you like people putting bags behind your DJ desk that doesn't bother me at all. Um, it's Man, just you're like the chilled, most chilled as I DJ ever. I think I'm pretty chilled, yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> when just when they have requests and then they're just pestering, like, "Hey, play this, play that, play this, play that, play this now." Yeah, like, yeah that's how drunk as well. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that Nathan guy. Oh man, lucky yeah. he's left him. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm I have a birthday show, yeah. so because you don't em- you don't MC at the same time, eh? <laughs> no, he's so like, there's a dedicated MC. Would MC. usually get the birthday shoutouts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't mind. Like as long yeah. as everyone's enjoying, you know, everyone's drinking and yeah. you know, having fun. We just want to create a fun vibe for everyone. Mm. How about those guys yeah. that, just, DJ, that just DJ, dance on podiums um, and stuff? Inspirations, bro. Yeah, who's your DJ? That's a good question. Yeah. Inspiration, like lo- lo- local, and maybe someone mainstream as well, like that we all know. Well, I'm pretty like, privileged. Like I looked up to the local guys, like DJ Motto and Peter Guns. Yeah. Just yeah, like they seem to be the OGs of this um, DJ it. scene in Sydney. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, man. Like Club Joint 2.0, all star, all star oh. DJs. Club Still Joint, my favorite. Yeah. yeah, and then like, like tonight, I'm DJing after Motto. Like nice, yeah, not Damn. nervous at all. Just <laughs> to be on the n- same note, name. Like on the same lineup with those guys, idols really become dope, rivals, man. man. Come, yeah. come a long way. It's crazy, man. Are so you competitive as a DJ? It's like, oh, you walk in and then you hear them playing a particular song and the crowd's getting mad hype. Do you be like, oh, should I just bring out the big guns and yeah. drop my biggest set just to, you know, <laughs> beat that nah, guy? Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's competitive. It's we competitive. all have this mutual understanding as friendly, DJs. Like we're kind of close knit. All the DJs in yeah. Sydney, like in our circle. The Asian DJs, would you say? <laughs> like we're so all you're, friends. You're all friend. There's no beef. Time. There's no beef. Yeah, we're but, is all it, cool. but if and there like, was beef, who would who would it be? <laughs> DJ Khaled. No. <laughs> I, I remember. That's another one. Not even a DJ. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine. I used to DJ and I go with him. Um, and with he him? would. Huh? You got with him. <laughs> I'd go with him to the club. <laughs> I go with him. No, no, whoa, and, whoa, and what a, DJ a lot of the things that a lot of things that I observed that DJs do was if there was a brand new song, that if you were playing, you know, before someone, they'd be like, "Hey, I'm." It's kind of that etiquette where you don't play the new song straight away, yes. or if they if someone's played it in a previous okay. set, then they'll tell you, oh, "I've played this, this, and this." Does that still happen in in the clubs? Yeah, definitely, because um, it's really important to have that happen, DJ especially. Okay 
when you want to make the night last longer. Yeah. So, because mm. if, for example, if you bang out all the hits at the start and everyone's heard yeah. the hits that they want to hear, they're going to leave earlier. No Whereas, you know, you build up yeah. slowly, then at the peak of the night, you'll play, you know, then you okay. wind it down again. So, it how does that process happen? Do you, do you talk to the DJs beforehand? Like, you see the lineup, you're like, hey, guys. Or is it just, does it naturally happen? You is it unspoken? Or like, okay, yeah, how do you go about it? Yeah, it's like an unspoken etiquette. So everyone knows, like, if you're okay. playing at this time... You should yeah. play these type of tracks. Exactly, yeah. Fair. You're not going to play the newest shit at 9am. Uh, 9am. Or, yeah, PM. or PM. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what kind of DJ I'd be. I'd be that dickhead that plays everything at the start. I want to go first. <laughs> you you want to get booked anymore, bro. I play everything. The well, thing, that's what happens. I'm yeah. not going to be a the DJ. The thing with you is that you have this longevity as a DJ. You've been doing it for like 18 years. That's like, mm. you know, you need to be 18 to get in the club. Some people so have been, that long. You've been, just yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what, You can what, be like, you just is your first day clubbing? I was DJing <laughs> when you was born. Yeah, exactly. So, what's your what's you your I mean? what's your secret? As in, like, how did you become this um, this DJ that has lasted that long? Outlived, outlived, yeah, outlived, yeah. outlived. <laughs> remained relevant, yeah. killing it. It's the height. You do stand out a bit in the crowd. Um, <laughs> well, like I mentioned before, it's yeah. reading the crowd is really important, and being yeah. versatile to be able to play to all different crowds. If yeah. you can't keep a crowd on the dance floor or keep that dance floor full, you're not going to get booked again, you know? Sure. You're going to kill the club That's early. True. They're going to close early. You've got to have to adapt to the sound as well. Like, the hip-hop sound keeps changing. Yeah, yeah. you've like got to stay on top you of know, it. You, got, you went from... You were there from the old-school days to the crunk days to the the reggaeton days mm -hmm. to the trap, trap, trap days and now the, the dubstep days or, like, now it's... Dubstep. I don't know what it is now. And you just seem to have adapted ever since then. Or do you keep going to the clubs that play your sound? Because, like, there's some clubs that are just niche into the old school sound and niche to this sound. Or do you, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, for the Kata, um, they do like to call it Hip Hop Fridays. And it's predominantly old school, but, like, as the night progresses, we do play newer stuff. So we've always got to stay on That's top cool. of having the newer stuff and educating the crowds playing the newest mm. stuff as well so i just yeah, want to ask cool. like what song that's popping is the song that you played so much times that you're just sick of it <laughs> you refuse Ooh. to play it but you have to that's a good question any pitbull song can we go around the room actually <laughs> if all of us have like that one song that we get lit to yeah i'm gonna go first oh. i'm gonna go first <laughs> what's what's your think. song Maybe. no like that's the exact same question this is, but this is exactly just the cheat what's your what's your you push <laughs> the button and you know like they're gonna love this shit oh so yeah there's two questions the spot, so like yeah. the first question is what song are you sick that's of yeah. and what's your go-to song that you oh, know, my bad. never yeah, fails a different question i thought it was the same wow i don't know there's actually a lot <laughs> depending on the crowd <laughs> so Alright, what's your yeah. go-to song? Is it <laughs> is it Fat is it Fat Man Scoop Crooklyn Clan? Oh yeah, that that, that song's always going. Oh, I love that song. Every time it jumps out, I'm like, yeah. I don't got a twenty dollar bill, but I'm gonna put my hand up. Oh, it's all the crowd. <laughs> it's all the crowd. Let's play. This is how we do it. <laughs> yeah, that always yeah. gets around. Uh, but that's a good track. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, like, I like surprising the crowd too, like with forgotten 
old jams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's a good that's reaction when you can get the crowd be like, "Oh, this track, I remember this." Track. Exactly, that's yeah, the feeling. Like, that is good. When everyone's that's like, you play a throwback, like, oh, I remember this song. I was in, I was in U one still, and when this yeah. song came out, yeah, because everyone's bloody. You know, funny now. thing. That's how some people <laughs> determine the good DJ as well. Like when mm. you pick out those gems, and yeah. they're like, oh, that, that, that's what makes you stand out as a DJ as well. Because sometimes you'll hear a DJ, they play the same typical safe sets, which yep. you can call it that. Yes, and it kind of they're, they're kind of forgettable. But the DJs I do remember, I'm not gonna bother name dropping, but like like you're one of them, but. You know, you'll Look at the name drop, but you're like, one of them, and you f- and you feel you feel cool. You're like it's you feel connected to that DJ. It's like I like I feel a connection with him because they dropped the song that I like, and not many others liked it. But there's a niche that likes it. Yeah, does that make sense? Well, I think that's what it's sets cool. you apart from the other DJs, where you just don't play the safe sets every time because anyone can play a safe set. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it's like up to the DJ's music collection as well. Mm. Mm. their reach how's your transition from vinyl to serato like um, analog to digital because i actually started on cds burnt cds okay. so i had a like a 200 cd wallet <laughs> crazy and, oh man <laughs> um i had a few vinyls but I, they just stayed at home but transitioning mm. i actually transitioned to serato when i got into the clubs because I was shy to bring CDs to the club. <laughs> yeah, I think there was uh, a bit of a enough. stigma with like people using CD DJ like turntables and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I I know that a lot of DJs were using Serato, so you just have to bring your controller, um, your controller vinyls, and then your laptop. And that was it, right? Yeah. There's there is a bit of stigma like technology. Mm. It's like oh yeah, keep it old school, keep it old school, vinyl all day. Mm. But you got to use technology to help you right yeah. it's there to be used yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah a, of course it seems yeah, like you're more of an adaptable uh, adaptable guy <laughs> yeah. like you've adapted to the music sound and now technology it seems to me like it, it's all making it easier for you now like it's like i remember when uh i think it was dj fly girl t she was on us doing her set before her set and then she was um unloading her truck and lookman was helping her out and then she had all these crates. Yeah. And then it, was, it felt like she was moving into a new place. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, oh shit. Days. Like, you need That's to bring crazy. your own caddy, like, to carry your freaking vinyls and stuff. It's crazy. Help, man. And now all you need is just your hard drive or your computer. Yeah. And it makes it easier. So That's it. Just a backpack awesome. and you're good. Does that, th- did that make, has that made um, a more saturated environment in terms of DJs that just popped out of nowhere? It has, how like, like the internet has made more internet rappers and now it's been saturated yeah like is that the same with djs oh definitely so there's with the digital era anyone with mp3s downloaded off limewire or kazaa or napstar they could just be djs they just get the software and they're a dj all of a sudden Mm. yeah but the thing they don't have is the experience like how to play to a crowd yeah, so right. I think that's what sets us apart. I think that's what makes you a bit more unique and stand out because you you play to the crowd, while others just play a set, not even look up once, mm. and they just keep playing. They play like for you themselves. Get a lot of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all. That's a term. Armin, is for any upcoming DJs out there in the digital age or like the saturated oh, environment? What would you tell them? What would you be be your advice? Tell Being an eighteen year veteran in the game. Veteran. Yeah. Um, I think learn your craft 
and be in it for the right reasons. Mm. You know, there's a lot of kids coming out these days having nice photo shoots and they just want to be in it for the fame. Yeah. Yeah. Not for the long run. Yeah. So, so what what what, yeah. what do you what what type type of gig would you recommend them to start off in? Like, would you recommend them to go straight into a club? House parties, bro. House Definitely party. house parties. <laughs> All I don't different even know if house parties still exist. That's just the thing. Oh, do they? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, we'll have one yeah, after this podcast. That's, house what, parties? that's why we've got Armand here. We're gonna have a house party. Yeah, yeah. have a SoundCloud mixtape or something like that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, just learn how to read crowds and be versatile with your music. Like, it's really it's gonna be really difficult for anyone to get far if your mind is like. Just I'm gonna play this music and this music only, you know. Mm. So that, that's yeah. what I think. Definitely. Well, yeah. thank you once again, Armin. You're a busy man. We can't hold on to you much longer because you're going to go and rock the crowd. Rock the crowd at the Carter with rock a it. bunch of Nats's people. <laughs> yep, probably <laughs> the same minded of people as Nats. <laughs> you're gonna rock hey, his club. I'm what? I'm, I'm woke now, man. I'm <laughs> you're woke. So like, let's go into the cheat coders stash, where we each nominate a song for yes our playlist that you can yeah. find on spotify yeah, so yeah. starting off as usual with don velix what is what is your choice for Chico? um uh, it's funny tv entertainment it's funny that we were talking about old school music because i was listening to this track again it's uh return of the mac but nice. it is an extended version and it's got this really really nice intro to the song who's this this is the original, but like the oh. intro. Hey. Oh, yeah. See how it just, it's a, it's a nice, slow start off, but it gets into like it. Hey. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds so good. Return of the Mac. And then it hits into the beat. Check. Oh, that's yeah. dope. The original, original, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, original, original. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I like his piano. And I just, I just like it because of the piano. And then, like you know, and then it starts. Because this, you wouldn't hear this as a radio edit. This is the. Mm. And that's when it. That's when you usually hear it playing. Yeah. But I love that beginning. I love that long intro for it. Sick. <laughs> that's always gonna be there. Yeah. This is always good. That's always gonna be the ad lib that everyone yeah, exactly is singing to in the club. <laughs> <laughs> this gets me going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love this shit. <laughs> and that was Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. So, Nats, what's your choice for the Chicota stash? Um. Yeah, my, my choice, old school as well. I'm going to this concert um, in March, and the, it's a hectic lineup. It's got Della Soul, Public Ooh. Enemy, Ooh. and Shit. Wu-Tang. It's pretty dope. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking dope, huh? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, obviously, I'll give you an update when I go. But my cho- my um, pick of the litter is Wu-Tang Clan, um, Fourth Chamber. Because it's just some grimy hip-hop shit. And I'm going to go get lit when it drops. This is from the Liquid Swords album, which I was pumping yesterday. Um, Yeah, Wu-Tang, bro. I'm going to get, like, my auntie from when she goes to Sydney to bring my Wu-Tang shirt from home. (laughs) 
I'll wear it for like a month. I might buy a sword or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like it. All these long intros, eh? Yeah, it's long ass intros. So just, just let it, let it. Come on, man. We did the Mac intro. I want, I want my roots, roots hanging. And that was. No, man. Let me drop the beat, though. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's it, man. You ever play any roots hanging? Ah, um, not often. I don't think you can play this at the Carter, bro. This would like start fights, man. Yeah. You need a certain crowd. Someone would get hit. Definitely. Anyway, oh, you know what it is. Yeah. I love that beat. Man. I think people would start a fight in the club if you started playing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hey, I mean, if you could pull it off and play Wu Tang in the club tonight. All right, I'll see what I can do. Like, I'd be like, cream, right? If you can do it, and gravel pit, gravel pit's a safe bet. Safe right. I'll see you yeah. and I'll IG it. If you can, if you can fit it in, like I don't, I don't mean to be those annoying guys requesting a song. Wow. Like, I am about to drop some Wu Tang. <laughs> that was Wu Tang Clan with Fourth Chamber. So, Armin, what song did you wanted to put on the Chicota Stash? Um, the DJ. The one I've been feeling at the moment is Mustard and Migos, Pure Water. Shout out to Kid Boom, Austin. <laughs> he walked into Kid his Boom. best mate's wedding to this song. Water, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool club jam at the moment. Oh. Got visitors? Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely going to be happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> How many times are you going to play this tonight? Just once. Just once. But then you can put it in Tiger, that, new, that, that song that he has. He's got a whole bunch of songs that all sound the same. You play, yeah. But they all like, you go play up. all DJ Mustard. Hey. Yeah. Hey. 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 People are gonna get lit to this song tonight. <laughs> well, hopefully, if it's dry. <laughs> and that was Pure Water by DJ Mustard and the Migos. Is he now Migos. like? Is it? Is he now releasing stuff as DJ Mustard, or is it just? He has been for a while. Has he? Yeah. Okay. I didn't okay. know that. Yeah. Really you know, he know used that. to be a hip-hop DJ, eh? Because I remember his old-school stuff, with like, even with Method Man. Is I'm he, thinking of someone else. Is he not still a hip-hop DJ? No, but like, you know what I mean. Like, like different, different climate. He's been around a while, yeah, Armin? Like, really, like, even... I'm not 90s, sure, hey. Oh, I don't think... Because I that swear, that. there's a... I'm going to look for it. <laughs> anyway, we'll continue. I don't anyway. want to you guys. Okay, so my pick is um, by Levin Kali, and it's called Smile. I like to smile. I just love the groove. Long ass intros too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like this. I like this. It's got that um, George Michael feeling, oh, yeah. as my wife would like to say. George Michael. I was thinking George Benson. Either way, all the Georges. All the Georges. <laughs> <laughs> All of the George. It's got that George feel. 
that choice. Wait for that drop when it when it hits the chorus. <laughs> oh mate Anyone listening to this Cannot see Raph Vibing out to this song He's absolutely loving this song This is my jam This is a great song But I think what makes hey, it even greater Is Raph's facial expression When that chorus drops oh, He just man. He just goes to another place <laughs> yeah, man. He just went to another man, place Music takes you places man And that was Absolutely. Levin Kali with Smile Nice So once again Damn, son. Sorry um, Christian Joseph is just outside Just waiting for us <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who We need to do some promo shit with him But um, thanks again For joining this podcast Yeah man and Thanks for having giving, me Dropping your wisdom With the DJ scene Because yeah, like A lot of people yeah. You know Would want to know How the DJ game works and how to get into it. So thanks once again for joining us, man. Thank I know you, you were a bit nervous at the start. I was. And like, but, still am. It's just friends. It. It's all friends. I made it. It's friends just the boys. Family. Yeah, man. All right. Family. So did you want to promote anything, plug anything before you leave? Um, yeah, well, just catch me every Friday at the Carter. Um, and follow us on IG and Facebook, EV Entertainment or DJ Eccentric. And yeah, and the cheat code is, of course. Hey, yeah. Any of you guys want to um, plug anything before I leave? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, can I plug? <laughs> Go plug. Um, my I have a food stand on in Paddy's Market, and we have a Lichon special on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Check it Lechon, out. What's the uh, is that um, Paddy's Market? What's the company called? Oh, it's Elpenoy Grill, my Elpenoy bad. Elpenoy Grill. Elpenoy Grill. Shasta. And we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Hey. And yeah, get some of that roast pork belly in your belly. Yeah. And if you need any videos and stuff, just um, go to at Raph Flores Media <laughs> and DM me. And I'll provide you with some video needs. So that, nice. that has been episode... If you, need, if you need some vocals. Yeah. Ep- <laughs> if you need some vocals. Done. Uh, and some science. Some, that's done. You need some rap. You need some science. That's done. Go we'll on. sing it to you. So Chemistry. This has been episode number 65 60, No actually this is 66 65. Sorry guys Damn, I said that at the start of 65 This is episode number 66 66 And oh, this has 65. been another 5.5 Oh maybe maybe This has been another episode of The Cheat Coders Thank you for listening Follow the podcast at The Cheat Coders On Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud And all podcast platforms